Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1599. Sprint intervals or endurance training? Which is best? By Bryce Hastings with lesmills.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for being here and welcome back to a new week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And with that, I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short. So let's get right to today's article as we optimize your life. Sprint Intervals or Endurance Training, Which is Best? by Bryce Hastings with lesmills.com. You know you're getting old when you begin statements with, I remember when, well, guess what? I remember when we're all obsessed with low-intensity, long-duration workouts because they got us into the fat-burning zone. Gyms everywhere were full of people walking slowly on a treadmill while reading a magazine. Heaven forbid you broke into a jog, then you'd be burning carbs. The theory seemed good. We burn mostly fat during low-intensity activities. You're probably burning mostly fat while you're hearing this. The problem is you don't actually burn much of anything because the intensity is so low. As a response to the lack of effectiveness from exercise at a sleepwalking pace, high-intensity workouts appeared. No more reading magazines. Have you ever tried to read a magazine while you're doing a burpee with a tuck jump? Suddenly, fitness gurus everywhere were competing to see who had the toughest workout. Fast forward another few years, and now we have what researchers are terming sprint intervals. Short bursts of very high-intensity intervals with the claim that even four-minute sessions can change your life. In fact, the latest idea is that intervals just four seconds long are enough to change your fitness and muscular output. The tendency when something new and sparkly comes along is to throw out the old approach because it's just old and newer must be better. However, as my good friend, Dr. Ginger Gottschall says, quote, 
we have decades of research demonstrating the effectiveness of longer duration workouts. Why would we suddenly think they have no benefit? End quote. So where does this leave us? Should we go with four second sprint intervals or the more traditional longer sessions? Well, luckily, we have research that might help. Canadian researchers compared sprint interval workouts to endurance sessions over a period of six weeks in a group of overweight and obese males. 23 participants were randomly assigned to one of two groups. The sprint group did four to six intervals of 30 seconds duration at maximum intensity on a stationary bike with two minutes of recovery between each set. They performed this exercise session three times per week. The endurance group performed five biking sessions per week of 30 to 40 minutes in duration, each at 60% of their maximum intensity. What I found most interesting about the findings of this study was that both approaches generated positive benefits, but the benefits differed between the two groups. Both increased fitness and glucose tolerance. Only the endurance approach, however, decreased blood pressure, abdominal fat, and something called postprandial lipid tolerance, meaning the amount of blood fat that accumulates after a meal. Also, and this is important, the observed improvements in glucose tolerance were better on the days either group exercised. Okay, so what does this all mean? If you like the idea of short, sharp workouts and exercising at an intensity that can be compared to being chased by a bear, sprint intervals are great. If you're happy doing longer sessions with less intensity, endurance sessions are also great. But really, a combination of sprint intervals and endurance sessions is best. Research from our lab used Les Mills grit to demonstrate the superior effects of a combined approach. Active adults who combined four moderate to vigorous workouts with two 30-minute high-intensity Les Mills grit workouts each week showed significant improvements in nearly all the variables we measured. These improvements in VO2, triglyceride levels, strength, and a series of other benefits happened in a mere six weeks. Plus, participants expressed their delight in the training variety and had really high levels of overall satisfaction with the experience. We cannot discount the effect of frequency. Training most days, whether it's high intensity or endurance, means you're moving more often and offsetting the effects of being sedentary. This was evidenced in the Canadian study by the fact that the participants had better control of their glucose on the days they trained regardless of what type of session it was. One of the criticisms of doing nothing but sprint intervals is that you can't do the workouts too often. Research shows that too much high-intensity interval training can result in negative effects. And in the Canadian study, sprint participants exercised just three times per week, compared to five for the endurance group. Even the four-second group could only train three times per week. A mix of workout intensities allows you to do your endurance training on the days you're not doing the sprint intervals. So, in summary, try to be active most days. Embrace training using sprint intervals a couple of times a week to give your fitness a nudge. And don't let endurance training become a I remember when thing of the past. Endurance workouts may be too slow to outrun that pesky grizzly, but this more chill type of exercise means you can come back and train tomorrow as well. 
You just listened to the post titled Sprint Intervals or Endurance Training, Which is Best? by Bryce Hastings with lesmills.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So today's author, Bryce, is absolutely right. Use a combination of both high-intensity training and longer-term, lower-intensity endurance training. That's how we achieve optimal balance. Too often, we'll hear of the latest and greatest workout or diet and think, this is it. This is the thing that's finally gonna get me to my goals. If I just do this workout or follow this diet every day, I'll hit my goals. Well, consistency is important, don't get me wrong. But sometimes, being too consistent can actually lead to setbacks. For example, as again, Bryce mentioned, performing high-intensity activities day after day can actually be problematic. Instead, staying consistent with activity in general, but adding in some variety, is important. So, moving the body consistently, but in a variety of ways, may be most important. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.